Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Sunday, 6 November 2022. Our bit today comes from Psalm 122, verse 1. And that says, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. It's the Lord's day, my fellow believers. Time to gather in worship to celebrate and give praiseful thanks to the Lord, our Creator and Provider, either by our physical presence in His sanctuary or through technological means. Let's not forget the Lord's commandment read this day, when He says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And that comes from Exodus 20, verse 8. We break enough of the commandments, and this one is fairly easy to keep compared to some of the others. And Brother David puts it ever so nicely when he writes in the opening verse of Psalm 122, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Yes, friends, it ought to be a pleasure, a privilege, a duty to enter into God's house to praise and worship him with other believers. And there are several other passages of Scripture that invoke the same sentiment as Isaiah chapter 2, verse 3, Micah 4, verse 2, and Zechariah 8, verse 21. That means going to the Lord's house to worship is extremely important. And so, as the old people would say, matter fixed. Yes, we've proved our point. But you know what? Many around the country will be late today and inconvenience with the turning back of the clocks one hour last night to be in sync with their necessary daylight saving time ritual. Anyway, let's turn to today's song of worship, one titled Heaven Help Us All, originally written as a soulful ditty but with a gospel-infused song by Ron Miller in 1970 and made popular by Stevie Wonder. Today, though, we are going to do the Ray Charles Gladys Knight version. So now it's time to open up our harmonious vocal pipes in soulful, sacrificial praise and let heaven know of our earthly plight. Singing, Heaven help the boy who never had a home. Heaven help the girl who walks the street alone. And heaven help the roses if the bombs begin to fall. Lord, won't you help us all? Heaven help the black man if he struggles one more day. Heaven help the white man if he turns his back away. Heaven help the man who kicks the man who has to crawl. Heaven help us all. And we come to the chorus there that says, Heaven help us all. Heaven help us all. Heaven help us all. Heaven help us. Lord, hear our call when we call. And the next verse says, Oh yeah, heaven help the boy who won't reach 21. And heaven help the man who gave that child a gun. And heaven help the people with their backs against the wall. Won't you help us all? And we go to another verse verse of the chorus there and then we come to a monologue by Gladys where she says I want everybody 
within the sound of my voice this evening to fall down on their knees and say a prayer, asking for his guidance, his grace, his mercy. You might want to say, Lord, 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 have mercy. And then she sings, Now I lay me down before I go to sleep in a troubled world. I pray the Lord, the Lord to keep, keep hatred from the mighty and mighty from the small. Heaven help us all. Heaven help us all. Yes, heaven help us all. Lord, hear our call when we call. We need you, Jesus. So won't you hear us when we call? We can't do it without you. So please hear us when we call. Heaven help us all. Heaven help us all. Lord, hear our call when we call. And let heaven help us all. Army people, we are so serious and sincere that I'm sure heaven heard our call. And do we ever need plenty of heaven's help to handle the numerous heartbreaking and gut-wrenching problems we have down here on earth? But since it takes two to tango, it means that heaven alone can't fix so many problems. We also have to be a major part of the solutions, just as we are a major part of the problems. And that entails First of all, getting ourselves right with God through prayer, repentance, and thanksgiving. Then loving each other, as Christ said, when he detailed the two greatest commandments. And there, the first one says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And you can find that in Matthew 22, verses 37 to 40. And that's a gospel truth, people. Until we start showing a little more reverence and love to our great God and also to our fellow human beings, none of the problems listed above will ever go away. Our world will always be filled with lots of strife, envy, greed, advantage, poverty, sickness, oppression, and evil doing, all deeds espoused by our enemy, Satan. And it's not like we don't know it, because many of us are suffering from the negative effects of those things than are prospering from them. But it seems like the layer of sin in these disaster-filled times is greater than the appeal of godliness. So the majority of us continue to wallow in Satan's mire of sin and evil, while only a relative handful fight the good fight on God's behalf. The sad part is that there are many supposed believers who are not doing their part, either through fear or simple apathy, and thus are allowing the enemy to have his way with their lives. But if the billions or even millions of us who call ourselves Christians were to truly stand up for Christ to get some belly and backbone and fight the good fight, our world would never be in the shameful or evil state it's now in. Our friends, as I keep reminding us, the evildoers, the iniquity workers, 
are not going to improve our world because they have a vested interest in seeing it fall apart and sink into the devil's quicksand. It's only through us supposed believers that our world will ever get a chance to improve. Our generation has already made a mess of it. We can't allow things to get any worse. Otherwise, our descendants will certainly end up living in a veritable hell right here on earth. And if you think it's bad now, just wait and see if we allow that to happen. In any case, many of us won't be around to experience it. You might just be experiencing the real thing, like Jesus' story of the rich man and Lazarus the beggar found in Luke 16, 19-31. While here on earth, the rich man enjoyed a good life, but Lazarus sat poverty-stricken at the rich man's gate. However, in the afterlife, the rich man is in hell, feeling the heat, begging Abraham to send Lazarus, who is now up in heaven, to dip his finger in some water and wet his tongue. But Abraham informs him that there is a great chasm or gulf between the two worlds, so no one can get from one place to the other. Then the rich man begs Abraham to send Lazarus back to earth to his five brothers, for maybe they would listen to one who rose from the dead and changed their ways. But Abraham also nicks that request, telling him that they have Moses and the prophets, and if they would not listen to them, then they wouldn't listen to one who rose from the dead either. My friends, that story ought to give us pause for thought. It came from Jesus' lips, and he doesn't make jokes over serious stuff. So I would strongly advise that we all take it seriously and closely look at our lives in light of that tragic tale. It certainly can't do us any harm. But you know what? It might just do us a whole lot of good in the long run. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Stand up, stand up for Jesus. The trumpet song they obey till every foe is vanquished and Christ is Lord indeed. And yes, friends, unless we stand up for Jesus, every foe will not be vanquished. The foes will win and Christ will not be Lord indeed. So let's get out there and get serious and start doing what we're supposed to do now. Fight the good fight in Jesus' name. And we pray that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed Sunday, my people. Much love.